mind spending a little time just to tell him. We all brought DVRs. Amen. And we all got them records from Comcast. So the games will be there when we get home. Just don't tell us no scores before we leave. God's been so good. As you know, as everybody knows, we have, uh, I have stated that uh, effective December 31st, I will be stepping aside as senior pastor, and we are recommending that Pastor Cyrus, amen, step in to that role. Uh, we've asked you to submit questions and things to aid us, because next Sunday we want to do an informational, after at the end of services, we want to do an informational time where we share with you uh, where we're going. And we, we've asked you to submit questions and things so to aid us in planning the session. We're asking you to send the questions and things that are on your mind so that we can address them and that we can spend time, Pastor Cyrus and I and the others, can spend time going over your questions so that we can give you answers that are substantial. There's nothing like having a question thrown at you and you're not prepared to answer it. And so, that, and so for the unity of our body, and as we continue, we've asked that you submit any questions that you may have, and we ask them so that we can use them in preparation for our informational hour. That way we can address as many questions as we can. We are doing it that way because we really don't want to take questions from the floor, because when you take questions from the floor, it means we don't know where everything is going, and you deserve more than just an off-the-cuff answer. So we're asking you to please submit your questions and concerns. Even after that, even after next Sunday, you still have the opportunity to come to see me in the office, to come to see Pastor Cyrus and myself or the elders to ask our questions and to continue to talk about where we're going. But we believe that this is a move of God. We've prayed and we believe that this is what God is speaking to our body in this hour and in this day. Again, I, as I said, I'm not going anywhere. I ain't about to go home and be with the Lord. I will be here. I will continue. But I, wanted, I will be doing what, I, what my heart and where God is leading me in this hour. And that's how I'm going to continue. I will continue to be working with pastoral care, the pastoral care ministry. I will become an associate pastor. Pastor Cyrus will become my pastor. I have no plans on going anywhere or running anywhere, so it will be three of us here. But we want you to please do so. Ask, uh, be present next Sunday. And then on October 10th, am I, October 9th, I keep saying the 10th, on October 9th, we will have a church meeting for members, for all members. We're asking you to come where we will do the vote to agree that I may retire and that Pastor Cyrus will continue as our new senior pastor. So we're asking all members to please be here next Sunday and then to please be here on October 9th, Wednesday, October 9th. Uh, our bylaws state that in order to vote, you have to be in the, in the meeting. So please make yourself available. Amen? How many are excited about where God has taken us? About what God is going to do in our lives? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Please keep Brother Ted Johnson in, 
in your prayers. Uh, Brother Ted is in the hospital. Uh, we'll continue to lift him up in prayer as well. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to thank. Where my, I want to thank all my kids. If I can do some purse, I want to thank my kids and my grandchildren. My wife and I just celebrated 38 years. 38 years. Yes. 30, 38 years of my mar of the marriage. Amen. And my kids and my grandkids gave us, amen, gave us a uh, going away a week at Turf Valley Resort. Excellent time. We had a great time. Uh, men, if you're looking for a nice place to take your wives, that's a good place to go. It's nearby. You don't have to drive a thousand miles. It's a nice place to go. It's over near Ellicott City. Great great facilities, great facilities, and it's in enough area that you can take her out to dinner and be back in 15 minutes. You can take her out to breakfast or you can do it there at the place. But men, just do something great for your wives. Praise God. Amen. And guys that are single, it's a great place to impress your girlfriend. Just a little bit. Come on, let's go to the Word. Let's go to the Word. Can we stand together? Can we stand together just to read? That's Jesus calling. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so... Listen along with me as I read. It says, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My strength works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go back again and tell your neighbor, get over it. Your weakness can be your strength. Father, we thank you again for this hour and for this time. We bless you and we honor you and we thank you for who you are. God, you've been better than good to us. And we believe that and we understand it. And we say thank you. Father, as always, please allow Thomas to decrease and Jesus to increase. For the people would see Jesus. We ask it all in Jesus' name and let everyone say amen, 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 amen. Your strength, your weakness can be your strength. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Strength out of weakness. I talked to you last week about the fact that strength out of weakness, it 
sounds like something that's impossible? How can something that makes us weak cause us to be strong? And uh, uh, how can strength, how can strength come out of weakness, amen? And, and, and sometimes it, it, it's a phrase, if you think, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. My weaknesses make me strong. But I want you to understand is that this morning I believe that God could help each of us to grasp the fact that our weaknesses can really strengthen us. Maybe you come here this morning feeling drained. Maybe there are some problems or some situations or some circumstances going on in your life right now that make you feel weak. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Or maybe there's something going on in the life of your children or your mate or someone that, that's causing a whole lot of distress. But I really have come this morning to give you the good news that God can bring healing and wholeness into our lives today. It's not something that you have to wait on. He can do it today. The Bible teaches us that God is able to turn weaknesses to strength. And what may be what seem impossible to us <laughs> is possible for God. God can use our weakness to strengthen us. And we look at the Bible, uh, you see uh, people in the, eye, in, in the Bible, you see people that seem so strong and look like they did so many fabulous things, but when you look at their lives, they were as weak as we are. And if you look at that, it's when they seem their weakest, amen, when the circumstances seemed impossible, when the odds were against them and the situation was grim, that was when God stepped in. Anybody know about that? That was when God acted. When everything seemed to be at the, its worst, that's when God stepped in and showed up. Remember the passage of scripture that Pastor Cyrus shared a little while ago from Hebrews 11? It says it would take me too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, and they went on and named Samson and David and Samuel and talked about the things that they did by faith. They overthrew kingdoms and they ruled with justice and they re received what God had promised. They shut the mouths of lions and they quenched the flames of fire. Amen. And, and then in the end it says their weaknesses were turned to strength. All of those folks that seemed so great and so marvelous, <laughs> those people were not perfect. They had problems. They had situations. They went through stuff. Listen, David was a Pete and Tom. But God turned it around and used him. And they went through times of pains, time of suffering. But God worked through them in them and through them, and God changed and transformed their lives. God strengthened them. And I want you to know that he can do the same thing for you this morning. Tell somebody, just get over it. Listen, these people were not perfect, and God knows you and I are not perfect. We stumble, 
We make mistakes. Circumstances affect us. Situations bring us down. Our sin, our bodies are so damaged with sin that we experience illness and go through a whole lot of other things. Amen. But, but God, somebody say, but God. But God turn, can turn our weakness to strength. God can bring healing and a wholeness to everybody this morning. Anybody know that? Think about Paul. We did the Old Testament, but, but you think about Paul. Paul, when you read the Word of God, Paul is probably one of the most important figures in the New Testament and in the Western world during that time. When you look at it, Paul wrote his letters are some of the most prolific things, writings that you'll ever meet. 13 of the 27 books in the New Testament, Paul wrote. And some would describe him as the hero when you read Acts. All you read about is Paul. So Paul is even a hero in the book of Acts. He was converted on the road to Damascus. We know that Damascus, and he traveled thousands of miles around the world spreading the gospel, telling people about Jesus. Paul was a man who could work with his hands and could write with eloquence. But here's one thing. Paul was not perfect. Paul's life was not trouble-free. So please get over the fact of thinking that if I didn't have any troubles, if I didn't have this, I could do this and I could do that. And the thing about Paul was Paul wrote about the weakness in his life. He talked about a thorn in, a, in his flesh, a weakness that God used to make him strong. Paul learned how to take his broken place of weakness and to use it for his strength. When I am weak, I am strong. God, I'd love to, our men to hear this. For many years, men, we've been saying, you know, not yet, Pastor. I, 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 I want to I, I work, but not yet. I, I'm battling this addiction, and I'm battling pornography. God still wants to use you. Even in the midst, in the midst of your weaknesses, God wants to use you. Can I tell you that if you wait until you're perfect, you ain't never going to do nothing in the kingdom. Are you hearing me? Because every time you get over one thing, the enemy going to throw something else at you. So you got to get ready. Okay, okay, Pastor Tony, Pastor Pumphrey, here I am. I'm useless, but use me. And God can take your weakness and turn it around. I, 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 I look at Brother Lanique's dad, Brother Maurice Webster. Maurice was here in the church and walk around, and one day God spoke to me and just said, that boy can teach. And I went to him and I said, uh, young man, I want you to teach a Sunday school class. He said, who are you talking to? <laughs> Those were his words. Who are you talking to? I can't teach no class. And I said, I don't want you teaching class. I want you to go in there and allow God to help you teach the class. I, I ain't going in there by myself. I said, I ain't going to send you by yourself. You got the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to send your wife with you. And my wife going to be in there. But you're going to teach. He began in his weakness. 
He began in his weakness, and then he went on from there to start to work with the men, to lead the men. Listen, I want you, Pastor Cyrus wants you in your weakness. In your weakness, we want you. Amen? Because if I wait till you're strong, you're going to be too big-headed anyhow. Because in your weakness, we know what God can do for you. Hallelujah. Listen, I, I, I want you to listen to this. The Christian often tries to forget his weakness. God wants us to remember it, to feel it deeply. The Christian wants to conquer his weakness and be freed from it. God wants to rest, wants us to rest and even rejoice in it. The Christian mourns over his weakness. Christ teaches his servants to say, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. The Christian thinks his weaknesses are his greatest hindrance in life and service of God. God tells us that it is the secret of strength and success. It is our weakness when we accept them and continually realize them that gives us claim and access to the strength of God who said this, what? My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Can you understand that with the best of a mess that you are, God can take that weakness and his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Now, Pastor, we can go through it. I hear you saying all of that and I know Paul went through a lot of things. In fact, Paul came back in Philippians 4, 13 and says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There are five ways, and I'm going to do them and get out of the way briefly, that I want you to understand how your weakness can strengthen you. First of all, your weakness can strengthen your faith in God. Paul had a great faith in God, and, and, and the, but the basis of his faith was a deep and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul's favorite expression was what? In Christ. When you read about Paul, he always talked about in Christ. That's why in 1 Timothy 1 and 12, 2 Timothy 1 and 12, he says what? For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day. Paul said, I know I trust in him. I know the one in whom I trust, and I'm sure he's able to guard what I have entrusted in him, to him until the day. Listen, men, if, women, if you take your weaknesses and you entrust them in God's hand, God said, I will keep you strong in your weakness until the day I return. Don't worry about your weakness. Just have faith in me that I can keep you in the midst of that. Hallelujah. You know, let me ask you, do you have that faith in God? I'm talking about a deep 
faith and something that's not just a casual relationship with God. Can I tell you this? If your only relationship with God is when you get here on Sunday morning, that's just dating God. Are you hearing me? That's just dating God. That ain't a real relationship with God. You, you know, when, when you're in a real relationship with somebody, and a deep faith means I have, a da- I have date nights with him. Are you hearing me? I have breakfast. I have lunch. I have dinner with him. Amen. I argue with him. I get mad with him. We walk together. Sometimes I get so mad, I walk away from him, but I know when to return to him because I know from whence cometh my help. That's what our weaknesses can do. You, you, you see, your weakness can push you towards your faith in God. And you realize that it is God who is going to keep me in this situation. Number two, your weakness can strengthen your awareness of God. Paul had that thorn in the flesh, but it didn't stop him from discovering his destiny and the things that God had called for him to do in his life. God's plan and purpose was for Paul was to tell out, to preach the gospel and to make others aware of the plan of salvation. That's been God's purpose and plan for my life, amen, to preach the gospel, to tell men and women about Jesus Christ, to help people see what Christ can carry you through and can keep you. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I have problems? You bet your darn booty I got problems. But I serve a God who is able to keep me in the midst of my weakness. Let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. Has God told you the purpose for your life? Can I tell you, as a believer and as people and men and women of God, you got to know what your purpose and your plan is. you got to know what God has planned for your life and what he's purposed for your life. You can't just keep wandering from day to day. I'll just take what comes. No, you got to spend time with God and understanding what is his plan and what is his purpose for his life. Do you know your purpose or are you just supposing? Paul's awareness of the reality of God and the truth of who God and who Jesus was gave him two purposes for his life. Our awareness of God, and hear me, men, our awareness and women, our awareness of God's presence in our lives can strengthen us. Instead of focusing on your problem or on your discomforts, focus on Jesus and be aware of his help. Be aware that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be aware that it says, I will guide you with my eyes. It ain't just a song that we sing. That's the word of God. God said, I will guide you with my eyes. I'll take you where you need to go. Number three, our weaknesses can strengthen our friendship with God and with others. Are you hearing me? That's why God put us in a church family, 
to help each other with our weaknesses. You can't be in a church family and continue to talk about folks that are in your family. Because you see, you understand, it's, it's like I tell men in counseling, listen, what goes on between your wife and you, keep it between your wife and you. Amen. Don't be going over to your buddies, talking to your buddies, telling them about what kind of wife you did. She don't do this, she don't do that, and vice versa, wise, don't be going over there. Because the truth of the matter is you're talking about yourself. Are you hearing me? Because the Bible says that when you become husband and wife, you become what? One. So when you're putting your wife down, you're really putting yourself down. Because if she was so bad, then you were dummy because you married her. So you're talking about yourself and in the same way with the body of Christ. It's the same way with us as a church family. You can't walk around putting everybody else down in the church. You can't walk around putting somebody sitting next to you down in the church, amen? You can't tell everybody outside what kind of folks you go to church with and that they ain't this and they ain't that. You can't even tell one another that they ain't this and they ain't that. The Word of God says to lift one another. That's why we're in family, so we can lift each other up, so we can strengthen each other, so that when the devil comes after you, he recognizes, I can't just go there because it ain't going to just be Gene and Margaret. It's going to be Gene, Margaret, Tommy, a whole group of us that he's got to come against when we lift each other. Our weakness make us aware of our friends and what God has. So let me tell you, when I'm suffering, when I'm going through pain, I need to be able sometimes to just talk to some flesh. I talk to God, but sometimes I just need to touch some flesh. That's how we are in the body of Christ. Sometimes we just need to touch some flesh. We need to be able to talk to each other. I need to know that if I tell you, God, I messed up, brothers. I messed up. I need to know that you ain't going to run down the road and tell everybody that. Our weaknesses make us aware. When I'm weak, I know I got Pastor Cyrus around. When I, can't, when I can't preach on a Sunday morning, I know I can turn to one of them and they're going to carry the word just as a, with the power. That's because we're family. So don't let our strengths and our weaknesses forget, cause you to remember what we have in our strength. Here's a good one. Our weakness can strengthen our motivation to pray. Can I tell you, in whatever situation, any circumstances you find yourself, you can pray and trust that God will listen to your prayer. Here's our problem. When everything is rosy, when everything is calm, when everything seems to be going our way, that's when prayer drops off our list. I don't see you at church. I don't see you in prayer meetings. Then something happens. And we are right there and expect God to answer as soon as we ask. Hear me. God's timing is always perfect. God knows from the beginning and everything in between. He knows the perfect time 
for everything in your life. Some things you're praying for and it ain't coming. It ain't because God ain't saying, God saying no, it's God saying it ain't time yet. It ain't time yet. But when you're constantly in prayer, and hear me, it is prayer that's going to make a difference and that is going to change things in this world. You see, certainly I know there's some action, but if you do action before you pray, you're in trouble. Because most of the time our actions come out of our own mind. But when we spend time in prayer, then our actions come out of what God is speaking to us. And if God is speaking to us, then we know that where we're going is the right place to go. Hear me, Wednesday night is a prayer time. It's a day we set aside as corporate prayer when we come together as a church to pray. You a leader in this church. You teach in this church. You work on that sound system. You sing in that choir. You in that video room in the back. You ushering. You in that trustee room. If you're a leader in this church, Wednesday night, you need to be in here on your face before the Lord. You hear me. Otherwise, you're singing on your own. You're operating the machinery on your own. You're up there playing on the thing up there on your own. You're in the trustee on your own. God says that a leader knows my voice. Pastor Cyrus is coming along, and Pastor Cyrus needs some leaders that are going to be leaders. And over the next three months, we're trying to put some things in place for those that are in leadership, those that are singing, those that are for you to be where you're supposed to be. Otherwise, you need to question whether you really are a leader. How are you going to deacon and you don't pray? How are you going to deacon and you don't pray with the people? Our weaknesses, and that's a weakness. That's a weakness. Our weakness can be made strong in God. God can do that. The God can do that. Number five. Our weakness can strengthen our hope in God. Paul looked beyond his weaknesses to a greater time. And can I tell you, I'm looking for a greater time. I'm looking. Heaven is promised to me. Heaven has been promised to me. The Bible says that there will come a time when all of this stuff that I'm suffering, all of this stuff that I'm going through, will be no more, will be no more. And so I, my weaknesses make me recognize and understand, okay, I may be suffering and I may be floundering down here, but there'll come a time when Jesus is gonna come and get me and take me back and all of this 
All of this stuff will be taken away. All of these pains where I can't lift my back, where I'm walking, bent over, all of these things are going to be taken away, and I'm going to have a new heaven. And let me tell you something, young people, don't think you need to wait until you get old. You can be assured that you're going to wait until you get old before God comes back. Hallelujah. So you need to be ready, amen. You need to be using your youth and your strength and whatever you have right now, and no matter how weak you are, I can't do this. I, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what my weakness is. My weakness makes me realize it ain't always going to be like this. It ain't always going to be like this. It ain't always going to be like this. My wife and I ain't always going to be fussing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm determined it ain't going to be that way before we go home. But let me tell you, as long as we're two different people, hear me, as long as you're two different people, you're going to fuss. As long as you're two different people, you're going to fuss. Don't get mad. Understand that when Jesus comes again, hallelujah, I'm staying right here. That's my message to you this morning. I don't care what your weakness is. I don't care what your weakness is. There is strength in that weakness. God can take your weakness and turn it around and make it a strength. Anybody here this morning, anybody here this morning struggling in a weakness, can I tell you that God is here to make it strong? Anybody here, I didn't mean to do that, forgive me. Anybody here who's struggling in a weakness, I'm here to tell you that there's a God who wants to turn your life around today. If you're here, come on to the altar. Just come on to the altar. If you know, Pastor, I've been dealing with this weakness and it still just wants, doesn't seem to want to go away. Can I tell you, have faith in God and God can open doors that even in your weakness, he can make a way. He can make a way. Even in your weakness. I, come on young man, I can do all things. All things. I can do all things, Renita. All things, baby. All things. All things. And, 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 and let me share this as a body. I said God put us in a body to help each other to help each other. When you see, or you hear, or you know of a weakness that our folks are struggling with, don't call. Don't call your neighbor. Don't call somebody else in the church and say, did you see what such and such did, or did you hear what such and such? Take them to God. Take them directly to God. 
Pray for them. Pray for them. And then as soon as you can, ask God to open up a door so I can go and just embrace them. Just to embrace them and say, listen here, I love you. I don't care what kind of shape you're in, I still love you. And God loves you. And God loves you. And can I tell you? Raynita, can I use your baby? Raynita, when you come to her, she knows whether you've been praying for her or whether you've been talking about her. All right, because Renita is a believer. All right, she's coming up because there's still some areas she's working on, but everybody ought to be up here for that. But Renita, and the Bible says that it flows from heart to heart and breast to breast. So if I've been talking about Renita and putting Renita down, and I come up and I say, I, I just want to pray for you, Renita knows from heart to heart and breast to breast. Why are you coming now? I needed you a little bit sooner. God wants to take our weaknesses and turn them into our strengths. God wants ICOG to be a place where every time the enemy raises his nasty head, there are those of us who will gather around and to support and to lift and to make sure that we come through. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing. Minister Ursula, come on down in a minute. Thank you for what you're doing in the life of each of these persons, God. God, you know their weaknesses, so it's not catching you by surprise. But you said that your strength is made perfect in their weakness. So right now, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask, we ask, that in their weakness, God, that they would turn to you, that they would understand that you see and you know, and Father, that you can turn this weakness into their strength, God. That your strength can be made perfect in his weakness, God. Whatever he is struggling with, God, that you can use that to bring about a victory, not just in his life, God, but in someone else's life as well. We thank you even now for what you're doing, God. We thank you for their acknowledging, God, their areas of weakness, God, that I need you. I need your strength. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Father, we Lift up Minister Ursula to you. We thank you that you are already gone before. You've already gone before. Your head is there to guide every doctor, every surgeon, God. And that even in this weakness, God, that you're going to do something marvelous. 
that you're going to do something marvelous. Father, we thank you for she and Pastor David celebrating 32 years of marriage this week, God. And we thank you that there's much, much more that you have for them together. And so, Father, we pray that you would strengthen her, be with her, do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Even 